um, stuff. Yeah. And a lot of coffee. I've gotten so much shit done. Done. <laughs> it's like you're holding shit. on your seat, like you're ready to blast off, dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> With like a like a semi panicked yeah, look yeah. on his face. Well, that semi panicked look could also mean like you know he's he's a he has a turtle head oh. poking out and he's waiting for that thing no, no, to no, like no, burst, it, but oh he's just trying to pinch God. it. It's not a turtle head. It's a it's a prairie dog. <laughs> prairie dog. So I was telling that actually reminds me because. This morning, I was, before Jordan and I were leaving the gym, I had told him how you fully know when you're recovered from jet lag is when your shit schedule is back. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> because we, it's an unspoken thing, but we all have our times yeah, of yeah, the day. Yeah. And for me, well, for both of us, we always have to go before we go to the gym, especially before leg day. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. My and board meeting's at about 10.30. <laughs> board meeting? <laughs> yeah, my DM, my board meeting. <laughs> yeah, so, I, and if I don't, I have, a, like, a little anxiety. Because <laughs> I'm, like, because you don't want to, like, be deep in your squat. And yeah. then, oh, yeah. I've been close, man. <laughs> yeah. But for the last couple of days since I've been back, like, it's yeah. it's been different, yeah. So I was explaining to him like the Hong Kong's like fourteen hours ahead, right? Mm-hmm. So like, if your shit schedule here is like five a.m., yeah. it's like nine p.m. over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's cool. It's fun. <laughs> you know what? Back when I was this close to making it into the LAPD, um, one of my biggest fears around that was that um. So, so PT in the academy, it was every day at 6 a.m. And so, and so my schedule back then was promptly at 6.30 a.m. There, there was nothing I could change about it. And so, and so prior to me, and so prior to me thinking I would be going to, to the academy, I was having mad anxiety because, because I was like, oh my God, PT is, like PT is like freaking eight hours a day, half an hour in, I'm gonna have to take up, and yeah, I won't, yeah. and I won't be able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna just have to gut it out, <laughs> clinch real hard, and just and just be miserable. But, but is that where the term "gut it out" came from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe right? yeah, gutting out is like it's like you just taking it for what it is. You yeah, just, yeah. Well, like you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. The strength in y- your gut pertaining to that, yeah, I guess, you know. So, yeah, and so, but that never came to fruition, thank God, by the way. <laughs> but that was probably one of my biggest anxieties back then. It's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> that's, that's when you know you're not eating something good. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. You... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The only time I've ever had to here at well, I've done it a few, but the one time that that I had to was back when like I had first started, and me and you had went had went um to Panda Express, and oh, we found that out burrito. We found yeah. out that Panda Express makes burritos now, Chinese food burritos. That is the most American <laughs> obesity spreading best thing ever created, and that. It was good, right? It was pretty good. It was good, but, but I wasn't feeling too good after. Oh man! <laughs> Within two hours, I was just like, "Uh oh." Have you heard? Of, <laughs> have you heard of the pho burritos? The pho burritos? I've seen. Oh, I've yeah. seen it. 
I've always I kind of wanted to try, but now I'm not so sure. Yeah, <laughs> I I still haven't tried the the panda burrito because I, I I just can't get myself to do it because it just seems so wrong to me for some reason. It's pretty. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, it was yeah. so good, Mike. Just imagine orange. <laughs> <laughs> well, just imagine orange chicken, Beijing yeah, beef, yeah. fried rice in a burrito. I know, I know, I know. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's sacrilege, but it's amazing. It's just, yeah. Well, Panda Express isn't even real Chinese food to begin with. So yeah, I, yeah, I know, but for what it's worth, yeah. So is it really sacrilege? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess you can't say that. But there's times though I do crave their food because. It's has us, you know. It's, it's got it's got it's, its own place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm Chinese. I like it, but I know it's not authentic Chinese. But just like a Yoshinoya out here, it's nothing like the one in Japan. Really? Oh man, is it good out there? Forget about it, dude. Yeah. It's less expensive. The quality of the meat and the vegetables. It's not like it doesn't feel like when you get the vegetables out here. It's like boiled bagged vegetables, right? But you could tell huh? over there. You got okra. You got you got like, like bell peppers that are like it just looks yeah, all fresh and fancy, with dude. It. It's and the best part they give you like a raw egg and you get your meat and you dip it in the raw egg. Oh, mm. yeah. yeah, it's bomb, dude. I just got hungry all over again, dude. Oh, dude. Um, speaking of, I think, well, never mind. What well, people who are watching, well, they don't know about this place, but 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 the tofu house, the BCD yeah. Yeah. tofu house. I think it might have closed down. What? It looks well different over there. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Well, like I had had heard, uh, like you know, it's completely changed. But I don't know. Maybe. Well, somebody had told me about it. Uh, so. Oh, okay. Cool. When did you hear this? Like, like, maybe half, like a few days ago. Oh, so it's still possible. Yeah. <laughs> you guys could have just went yeah. on a day right before. Right before they got closed <laughs> down by the FDA. Yeah. Which is not working, right? Are they are they working? I don't think so. Who's not working? FDA. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Hmm. Trying to sign up for global entry. Can't do it. Like, what's that? Like, when you travel international, it's like an expedited process for you to come back into the United mm. States. Yes. I see. So, like, with the TSA, domestically here in the United States, we have this thing where you can go in and out or it's it's called a pre-check tsa pre-check oh yeah they do a background check on you and everything so you got to get uh, uh authorized to be able to go through this expedited line you don't wait in that big long line you you go through this shorter line where you don't have to take off your shoes you don't have to bring out your your laptop you don't have to take off your belt it's uh, it goes a lot quicker because there's a lot less people because yeah. not as many people are qualified to be pre-check right so yeah that's same thing, but for international, that's what the global entry is. Yeah. And so do I have to be a crazy rich Asian to be able to do that? No. no. Oh, okay. You just have to have a clean background, clean record. Uh-oh. Yeah. My record is sweet. <laughs> well, my record is squeaky clean, actually. Is it? I, th- I think so. Good for you. Hopefully. <laughs> I, I mean, would hope so. I mean, I mean... When I was trying trying to to become a cop, they scrutinize every single thing about your background. It is ridiculous. Yeah. They have you calling your freaking kindergarten teachers, really? asking them them to give you a reference. You know, so yeah. So I guess that it checked out good because I passed that stage. But yeah. Hmm. Anyways, hey man, so welcome back. Yes, dude. <laughs> hey. Yeah. So you weren't fired. 
<laughs> oh, dude, when I, I saw that clip, like, I was dying. I was in bed. I just saw that, and I was like, <laughs> and Jordan, like, faded, like, a picture of me. <laughs> I can never forget. One love. That was pretty good. That was pretty funny. I'm like, wow. The second that I'm gone, these guys are already talking shit about me, and I'm not even there to defend myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the best time, time to talk about somebody though yeah <laughs> but you only talk about people when they know that it they know it's a joke yeah you know, if there's someone that 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 you know can't take those jokes yeah, yeah then yeah. you don't do that kind of stuff yeah. if there's someone i know who can't take take those types of jokes i don't want to be their friend <laughs> yeah i kind of have have a philosophy it's as to where you know if we're you know if we're in a group and we're messing around with each other. It means that we like each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Comfortable. We're comfortable with yeah. each other. The people who you're the most straight up and stern with, with no jokes, no nothing, guess what? You don't really like those people that much. Yeah. <laughs> or you guys just 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 don't mix. And well, so Yeah, and isn't that that's the reason why um like roasts came in about? You know, if if you and your friends can't joke about your personal stuff, then you are how close are you guys really? Exactly. But yeah. you need to find some new friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty funny, <laughs> especially about the part where next time should be marketing <laughs> talking oh. about what cars they drive. Yeah. Oh, Jordan was having a ball. Yeah, no, Man. it was funny when uh, when he he mentioned about uh, Daryl listing out the cars. You just go like, one, uh, two. Oh. <laughs> then occasionally then I drive. realized oh. Brian could be the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian has. A I'm like Jordan's painting a very bad picture of me right now. And like, people are just eating it up. Funny. Yeah, Brian also has a fleet. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. It's good to be back. It's well, welcome be back. back. Hey, so um, so so we obviously know what it's for, but just because, but you know, our viewers they like. There's a healthy amount of people on on this podcast who actually enjoy learning about some of the ins and outs and the reasons for why the uh, toy industry operates as it does. So if you can maybe do like a brief, well, synopsis of of the significance of Hong Kong, well, Toy Fair, why we do it, why it's such a big deal, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, throughout the year, there are various toy fairs that go on and Hong Kong is just it's a big one because it's kind of like the kickoff, right? It's it's the start of the new year. Um, and, and prior to Hong Kong, uh, you know, we, we've we've talked about it a few times before on the podcast where we work about a year, right? A year out in advance. Um, <clears throat> no procrastination. Yeah. So we're... we're <laughs> <laughs> Psych. So, you know, heading into Hong Kong, we're fresh off pretty much finalizing everything or a good amount of things in 2019. And we're just entering 2019, right? So it, it it's kind of like the um, kickoff for international distributors that we work with because we give a lot of love to um, our partners here in the States. Um, but we also have a pretty decent sized international business and, and that's usually a side that only our sales team will interact with mm -hmm. so it's it's good to kind of go through um introduce yourself or maybe catch up with other people that you have probably maybe never met or just converse via email 
right? You get to understand some of the challenges and, and needs that you know they're they're facing, um, and how you can better resolve some of those issues. Not only and their wants, like they look yeah. at our line and say, "Oh, how about something like this? We we would love to have something like this." Yeah, um, and you know, not only the international part, but you also have our U.S. partners or, or like the buyers, for example. The some of the executive team will, will come out. We'll have meetings with them just to kind of update state of the business, how we can better improve. Um, and moving forward, you know, kind of setting goals and, and how we're going to achieve those goals for not only this year, um, but beyond, you know, that's, that's kind of like the, the main thing. And in, in addition, we're showcasing new product that will be coming out, you know, later in the year. Um, and some of the th projects that we're looking to hopefully tackle in say like 2020, mm -hmm. um, so all around, those are some of the reasons why it's 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 pretty important. But directly after Hong Kong, I mean, you're talking, you have London Toy Fair, you have Nuremberg Toy Fair out in Germany, and then right after that, you have New York Toy Fair in February, right? So like there are so many things that just come back to back to back to back in this time of year, but they're really all just kind of like follow-ups in their own way. Um, yeah. Like, like there, I used to go to all the shows to uh, set them up. We would call them like, I would say it's the Jada World Tour. It starts usually about <laughs> yeah. in October, yeah. where we go to Dallas, and then we go to Hong Kong, and we have our show here in uh, in our El Segundo showroom. Uh, we have uh, actually it starts earlier in July, and then because of uh, of um, of SEMA and Comic Con and all that stuff, mm -hmm. all that stuff is is included. So we go to Vegas, we go to San Diego, we go to New York, we go to Dallas, we go to Hong Kong. We go to, I mean, there's a lot of places that UK, we go to. Yeah, New UK, York, yeah. Germany. That um, rock star life. Yeah, it's, no, it's yeah. crazy. It's, it's tiring. Yeah, so this world tour doesn't end until probably March, April. Usually the beginning of the year I found, at least like for the last two years now, is the where it's, for me at least, is very where it's most travel heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's also kind of the worst time because it's winter, everywhere's <sighs> snowing and rainy. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's you're you're combining like international flights with domestic flights. You're just like bouncing in and out of different time zones. It's just, but it's important. Yeah, and it sets up the future for as as far as you know. When I talk about working a year in advance, it's that's these things right now is what sets it up for like come october november december yeah so like so. the what's setting up now what if we have a good show now that just says kind of gives us an idea of how good of a year we will have in the coming year yeah not yeah. the the current year so like we're right now we're talking that what he you were talking to them about was mostly late 19 early 20 mm -hmm. stuff so if we have a really good show those are the items that will be coming out later on in the year, beginning of next year. And if all that stuff was looking like it's really popular with all the buyers, then more than likely we're going to have a good year, nineteen, end of 19 and into the 20. It's it's also a nice um, nice time to kind of get feedback from buyers and, and like our licensing partners as far as like some of the things that we are thinking of regarding new projects just because we have good relationships with each and every one of them. So if we wanted to run something by them as far as a new idea, we might receive an approval or a go ahead. And so the team that's over in Hong Kong just communicates directly to the team that's still back here and we can get on it and at least start some sort of exploration uh, for a potential new for a potential new project.
I see. Yeah. Hmm. So those are just some of the things. It's a good time. I mean, you know, being able to, I think being able to travel is always, always fun. It's always, we've talked about that a lot. You know, it's yeah. not only just the travel and doing the work, but it's also the bonding with the, the coworkers. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially when you're talking about international travel, you know, because now you guys are in a, well, for a lot, some of the people that were on this trip, it was the, their first time out in Hong Kong. Um, I've been out there a few times. so I'm pretty familiar. Um, but because you guys are in now international territory, mm. you guys are really now dependent on each other. <laughs> yeah. Cause you got, well, cause you have no safety net. Yeah. Yeah. No nothing. Yeah. In enemy waters. So it's, it's, I'm just kidding. <laughs> why am I taking this so seriously? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So there, I mean, there are many different, um, many different elements, I think when it comes to these kinds of things, but all in all, it was a, it was a pretty good show. Um, a lot of good meetings, a lot of good feedback. And I think as we look ahead, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. We have a lot of cool things in the works. Oh yes, we do. Yeah, man. You, you came back and put a lot of work on my plate. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's just nature, nature of the beast. Yep. So yep. that's how it goes. Okay. But it's a, it's a good show. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Mm. I kind of wish that like we had like a tour bus or something. I don't know why why I just thought about that, but like you know the the Jada World Tour just just will make it seem like something so much more gr- grander than like it actually is. <laughs> yeah. but like, but like I feel like that could be a cool point of differentiation. We could have one day one day we can have a Jada cast tour oh, yeah. bus. Oh yeah, Ooh. and where we just go to different cities and <laughs> well shoot, do yeah, someone's car is gonna get done pretty soon. Maybe we can do it when we go on the road for those things. Who? I don't know. Talk about a dream. <laughs> Talk about a dream. <laughs> Speaking of, I mean, dude. Hey, has anyone figured out what your car you have? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's figured it out yet. I saw that part. I, so also, while these guys were here talking shit about me when I wasn't here, I was still keeping up with the podcast. There's something uh, in particular. What you? I almost just said it, too. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Well, he just creates creates a fake account onto YouTube and just types in what my car is. <laughs> <laughs> just ruins it. Send me the free swag. That's uh, so hilarious. Because it is true. It is, he does have the probably the most rare car here. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I can count on one hand the amount of other people who I've seen with them. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen another one on the street. I've seen two. I saw one. Really? Yeah. I saw one. It was a red one too, right? And so, really? and so, but you thought it was. I thought me. it was him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really didn't think they still made cars. Surprisingly, they surprisingly they do, yeah. man. Yeah, I. I mean, not at least out here. Yeah, um, I, I, I see. I when I, when I go over to to Asia, I see a lot there. I hear that that for that car in particular, out in like um, I saw one in Japan. It's a good like Uber car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw one in Hong Kong. Yeah, mm-hmm. damn. <laughs> but you, that's not the one you saw. You saw one here, that right? One. Right? 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 No, no, no. Like I saw his exact model, exact uh, color here. I thought it was him. Damn, I dude. saw a different model out in Hong Kong. If you guys roll by each other. You guys got to high five each other. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we can trade parts. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fun part. There are no parts. <laughs> exactly. That's why you have to trade. <laughs> that car is. N- it is impossible to mod that car. <laughs> There are literally no performance oh, mods, man. no nothing for that car. 
which is just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So so again, um, um, if anybody is able to to guess which car I drive, I will send you a lot <laughs> of a lot of free swag from Jada. I'm talking a lot because I promise you that you will not get this. <laughs> you have a better chance of figuring out the, the like, you know, the Da Vinci code <laughs> than figuring out which car I, I drive. So and we've given a lot of hints. Yeah. But it's still pretty vague. It's still pretty insidious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, hey, speaking of cars, you know, because because I feel like, you know, a majority of our fan base are car enthusiasts and us ourselves are also car enthusiasts. So what do you guys think about the um, the unveiling of the new Supra? Uh, you want to go first? I, I can go first. I, I mean, I know how you feel. About yeah, it. I'm a Toyota fanboy. You know, um, when I saw it. I I wasn't too into it. It just looked like a bloated FT1, mm. you know, which is typically true of all uh, uh, concepts cars. Once they come out into the production model, they start they look a little either more bloated uh, or or just uh, you know you can tell because they have to cut corners to be able to make the car affordable to the price point that they want to hit. Uh, but after I started reading more about it. Um, watching videos of of the walkarounds, especially by the one the one by Sam Du from mm. Super Street, the editor of Super Street, he did a nice walk around with one of the designers at the design uh, studio over in in Texas, the Toyota Design Studio. They were walking around one. He got into it. He even started it up. I mean, it's it's a mean little car, and I like the specs. The specs are are, are respectable. Um, it's. It's a little smaller and narrower than I was hoping it would be, uh, but the, uh, for the price point, it's still not that bad. I think because in today's market, I mean that's that's like kind of the going rate for these these uh, sport cars. Yeah, hmm. but I dig it. I dig it. It's it's growing on me. Would I get this first generation? Maybe not. I'll probably wait a year or two to see what it comes out with. Because like you know, with even with the the FRS, uh, the FRS. Concept was crazy looking when we when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, when the new one came out, it was still pretty nice, but it wasn't as cool as the 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 concept. But then the way people started fixing them up, and then the later models when they had the new new front fascia, the you know the bumpers, it started to develop its look. And yeah. I, I and I'll, I'll probably wait for a couple generations before, or not generation, but years before I consider maybe looking at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes sense. And that's a good rule of thumb too, too, right? That you should probably wait until maybe the next, um, like you know, if it's a new, well, model, but you should wait maybe a few years into it. Yeah, unless you're a collector. True, true. Yeah. If I if I had the money to be a car collector, then I would probably jump on it. I feel you. Hmm. What about you, Darrell? Yeah. The funny thing about it is everyone's like, like I, I posted on my Facebook that I, I'm starting to like it. And one of my friends said, oh, so you like the BMW? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's true. It's, it, it does look like it. It's, it's, People are so it's hung up it. about that. You know, They're really I, angry about that. Yeah. I... My, <laughs> this is so funny, though, because... Uh, I don't know, just because there's a lot. What's going on in the background? Because there's a lot of irony. Yeah, (laughs) what are you guys talking about? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my honest opinion on it: when I first saw it, I didn't feel any which way about it. 
And that's a bad thing. Yeah. Because when I think of the name Supra, it it has a that name has a lot to live up to. So if you're gonna reintroduce mm-hmm. a model named Supra, I for me my expectation is it should blow me away, mm-hmm. and I feel very underwhelmed when I look at this. I was talking to Mike about mm-hmm. it, like you know, a few days ago. To me, it just looks like a blown up FRS. Yeah. Yeah, or a, a Miata too. It looks well, what kind of like a Miata. Yeah, I can see some semblances uh, or resemblances to, you know, the Mark IV Supra, like just a more modern take on it. But the overall body shape reminds me of an FRS. I think it's most for me that I, I agree, and it's mostly because of the size. They shrunk it quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, like the quarter panel kind of looks like it a little bit. You know, you have some of the body lines that kind of has different styling cues to to the FRS. To the performance numbers and all that stuff look fine. I think I think I'm okay with that. Um, and then when I look at the interior, <laughs> I'm coming from a BMW. I'm looking at. A BMW. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I can appreciate the modern take on it. Like, you always want to modernize the car and things like that. But I just, I have a hard time separating what I know from BMW and, and like, Toyota. It just looks too... It kind of looks like the Z4. Well, kind of. It has some of those elements. Yeah, I mean, like, you have the big BMW screen. That's standard in like all three, four series. Yeah, that's one of the things I really hate with uh, with the BMW design. It looks like that screen is always an afterthought. Yeah, it's just placed there on the on the dashboard. And like everyone the, is yeah. doing that. The yeah. gear lever is typical BMW. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I thought you would have changed that. And then the purist in me is like, well, there's no manual transmission. <laughs> is it a dual clutch at least? I don't know about that. I don't know either. But. Anyway, I, I was just very underwhelmed when I saw it. To me, it's a good car. I I mean, I'm, I, I don't knock the design of it. I think it's a pretty good-looking car, and, and no doubt about it, the aftermarket support for that car is going to be massive, the same way that it was for the FRS BRZ platform. Once that thing is fixed up, it's going to look incredible. But And just as a standalone car, I think it's good. But... What I have a problem with is it wears the Supra name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think when I look at it, I don't think Toyota Supra. Did you guys see the unveiling video? No. So at the end, well, at the end when they did the unveiling, um, they said, uh, I, I forgot his name, who was doing the... Uh, who I, the f- I forget too. Yeah. Well, anyways, at the end, he says, uh, you know, we hope that this is not the end of, or that there will be more sports cars from coming from toyota and here's something he said something about uh let's celebrate the beginning of 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 toyota's new entry into the sports car realm so i'm hoping that they come out with an because they they there's talks and rumors about the the three brothers coming back which is supra celica and mr2 so hopefully we get see to me that's cool yeah and i don't and don't get me wrong with all of the comments that i just threw out about this supra i mean at the end of the day like i think it's cool toyota's getting back into the sport compact realm i think it's cool that they're just in general starting to make sports cars again and i hope that those 
three models with the Supra, you know, but I hope the other ones come back too. But actually, it's funny what you said. This to me looks more like Celica. Yeah, yeah. Than Supra. It does. I, I, I can agree with that totally. To me, my, my, what I've known since I was a little kid and being into the Toyota Supras, like the Supras, like legend. It's like king. Yeah, yeah. And I don't get this same like vibe when I look at it. Yeah. So I'm a little underwhelmed. I'm a little disappointed. But if anything, I am happy with the direction that Toyota's going back into, you know. Yeah. Back into it. Well, long overdue. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of share the same thoughts, thoughts as you guys. You know, uh, I feel like, you know, for a manufacturer, if you are going to make your main well, sales point, the 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 IP of what that name brings, you really got to make sure that you're well, coming at it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. And and so and so if its name is what its sales point is, but as you said, you're sort of underwhelmed. You really miss the mark. And and see and see, I don't understand why it's like this because they've had about ten years to work on this, right? I mean, I mean the F. T one was in production. Well, like was was being made for like ever. It's yeah. like the NSX. I mean, I'm very yeah. underwhelmed by the NSX too. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's like, so what have y'all been doing for the past yeah. ten years? There are very few cars that have been brought back to like a modernized version that have really truly made me go, "Wow, they did it right." Yeah, I'm a GTR fanboy. Yeah, so of course I got to give that to the GTR when it came back as an as legal here in the states as an r35 they killed that and the performance was just ridiculous yeah there i mean you're gonna have a split crowd between its looks right because it's big it's bulky it's but the performance was always not non like you couldn't deny what it was capable of but then the more you look at it the more you realize the gtr was always kind of like the same idea that i have for a super is always like tough it's like kind of it was king Right, it was Godzilla. Yeah. So like, I feel like that look kind of worked for it on its on its introduction. But another car that just popped into my mind is the Ford GT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's pretty sweet. You look at the new modern Ford GT, and you're like, okay, they brought back the Ford GT, and that Ford GT name is strong. Yes. Come, you better come with something very very strong. And I think Ford nailed it. Absolutely. And I was kind of hoping for the same thing for, you know, the this new iteration of the Supra. The, yeah. the one thing about the GTR that I have to say, though, is um, the price. Because I don't think the R34s were that high of, no. a, yeah. of a price point. So, like, when they came out, I don't, um, you know, even with, like, how the, the, the worth of the dollars is these days. But, again, they're actually... But the I Ford GT, I, yeah, is I like, can't compare because actually we never had the 34s here, yeah, as a production model, yeah. So I can't really attest to that, yeah. But the uh, and you look at the new modern Ford GT is like what, like half a mil, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's still something outrageous, yeah. Um, but the thing with the GTR is like it's always been a bargain at its price for performance, for performance, yeah, right. And even if you wanted to take this Toyota Supra conversation into the performance aspect, the numbers are good, but for what, 50, 55 50, grand? Yeah, yeah. 
starting. So you're probably I, guys I, looking at at seventy for the. That's the pretty. Higher, that's pretty 60, steep. 70. Yeah, and I'm thinking for. Uh, I mean, the other thing that it has too that's going against it is the two Jay Z is such a legendary yeah, motor. Yeah. See, that's another thing. That's the one thing I really am not necessarily disappointed in, but like Toyota is known for making legendary motors, right? You got the 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 I forgot what motor is inside that old Toyota Helix uh, pickup truck. It was like indestructible. Know, we got the the two JZ. We got the you know four AG. There's all kinds of motors that are just legendary within that came out of Toyota Engineering. So you you know if you really want to keep that legacy going, why didn't Toyota make another motor that can live up to the Supra name or just even the Toyota name in general? Because they put out so many great motors. Yeah, there's there's nothing really in this one that makes me go, wow. Yeah. It's, it's a good car. Don't get me wrong. It's a it's a good car. But it's it to me, it just skews more towards Celica. Yeah. Than than Supra. Shoot. I'd still get it though. Oh yeah. I'm I'm actually, you know, tell you the truth. Uh, my 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 wife's lease is up pretty soon. Ah. I'm considering it because. Hey, uh, <laughs> what? No, <laughs> I'm biting my tongue right now, but I think you know where I'm going yeah, with I that. <laughs> so, but it, the the I think you know too. No, I know. My my, my wife drives uh, an RCF Sport, so it's a the Lexus RCF Sport. You, yeah, you so, guys are in the Toyota family. Yeah, we're in the Toyota family, and it's it's around that same price range as mm-hmm. the Supra, but there's that new RCF track edition oh yeah 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 that's just that's coming out and that one's an and that one is an nav8 right i haven't read too much about i just recently seen it it. yeah Yeah. i i haven't looked too much into it but that looks to be a a beast and i don't know i i i I dig it because the interior is crazy the it it just it's, it's a nice looking car i just like that spindle grill that they have um it's so big it's so, I mean, shoot, mine's her. My wife's isn't an F like Brian's, but <laughs> 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 but it is pretty pretty. It's I love I love driving it. It's it's nice, but I just got to get that red interior because I wasn't able to get the red interior. Mm, I love red interior yeah, on cars. Way. Yeah, mm. I'm trying to find its specs now, but yeah, well, I'll tell you. Yeah, but I'll find it in a minute. But um, but yeah um. Yeah, I, yeah, especially for like its price point. Um, we'll back to to the Supra. You know, it, its price point of damn near well seventy after taxes and stuff. After taxes, I don't the, think the it's higher sh- model because the starting base model is going to be fifty six. Yeah. yeah, I don't think think it should cost more than 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 a Nismo three seventy Z to be honest, because because in my eyes, it's in that same class. True. As far as just with what they 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 unveiled, and then when everything is said and done. It's in that same class to me. What's what's the three seventy Z Nismo going forty five? Really? Which I which yeah, I also I think is kind of elevated. Back we were at the three when the three seventy first came out. I was looking at it. I was like, man, that's pretty good price for a Nismo edition. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. I mean, I I'm waiting to see what the true true performance capabilities yeah. are like when people are able to get it on the track and right. you start to see some reviews and you know maybe it's a little fun, it's fun to drive and blah 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 blah. We'll see, but 
I mean, I personally, I, I, I wouldn't. The uh, new RCF, it's a five liter, well, naturally aspirated V8. So I mean, it's running the same motor as the, yeah. as the existing or the current. Yeah. Yeah. It's 180 pounds lighter than, than the last one. Do it. Yeah. Do we'll it. see. I don't know. It's pretty beastly. Hmm. So um, you've got a built truck. You need a daily driver. I, uh, <laughs> I need a daily driver. <laughs> my truck is the daily driver. <laughs> got a daily for my daily. Now I need a daily. <laughs> so in other well, car news, we finally saw the uh, GT500. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no? Really? I, I thought it looked... Man, I, I I'm just a... Beastly. I'm just like a freaking so, Debbie Downer. <laughs> the, the the size of that grill is huge. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw it, I'm like, what's that? It's going to suck in the I whole thought, world. Well, I thought it was the um, like a really wide angle lens that just kind of blew it out <laughs> because it, it, it looked it looked almost cartoony when I first saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to hear this. Yeah. Go for it. Ah, uh, God, again. And he and I know this guy is a is a fan of the, the Shelby GT five hundred. Hey, man, that's a that's a and that's so, quite so, a machine. Yeah. And that's here's the, there's the point that Mike makes too because you both know that I'm a fan of the yeah. Shelby models. I was now I can say I was this close to buying a GT three fifty. Like I yeah. and just through my years of talking with Mike, like I've I've always I've always liked them. I'm not knocking the performance or anything like that because it's just a straight beast. Yeah, it's incredulous. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you have to use stupid words for something like this. Yeah, and but here's the thing. Like I think the one thing I've always admired about like the Shelby cars whether it was the G the previous generation GT500, the current GT350 and even the GT350R there was a subtle muscle car look to them. Mm -hmm. It didn't look so try hard. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's the best way that I can put it. And when I look at this, uh, and I'm just coming at it from an aesthetic point of view, it looks like it's trying to be something that it's not. Mm -hmm. And I understand, and I can understand where like it looks the way that it does because it, certain things are functional. Like I'm sure the spoilers functional. I'm sure all the vents are functional, like all that stuff. But if you, if you had me pick between like this look and the GT 350 R. Yeah. I would pick the look of the GT 350 R. So yeah, there's something special. Well, there's something special about that, about the 350 uh, R. Yeah. Definitely. I just feel like aesthetically. Yeah. This Shelby looks a little bit too try like it looks like it's trying to be a japanese ricer right mm. or you know from what i gather also from you know especially from that from the front end it just feels like it's uh exaggerated too much in certain areas yeah it's like it's it's like where it doesn't need to be exaggerated they exaggerated it too much yeah like and, and that's kind of always been my thing with these shelby cars is like they didn't need too much yeah i like use the Hellcat uh, Red Eye for example, the wide body, mm -hmm. mm. such a subtle flare, but yeah. you look at the overall car and you just know it's a beast. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I'm saying. There's, there's like 
I think personally speaking, that's what I like to see yeah. in, in, in the muscle cars. Um, when I look at this aesthetically, uh, it doesn't do it for me. Mm. And again, before I get flamed for anything, <laughs> I'm just talking pure aesthetics. Daryl, he doesn't love America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because these guys know that I love my, yeah. that I do love my muscle cars, actually. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so, but would I still drive it? Hell yeah, I would. Oh, yeah. I prefer this over the, the Supra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, any, day, any day of the week. Yeah. And like the numbers on it is straight oh, ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, li I like this car. I do. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm just coming at it from a pure, duh. Aesthetic stamp viewpoint. Well, I guess that that they'll have another try in ten years. Because <laughs> that's when they come out, right? Every ten years or so, or however long. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I mean, the pony car war is it's raging. Something else. It's raging. Hmm. Well, I yeah. This hmm. episode might as well just be titled Daryl like Daryl just. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Daryl Debbie Downer yeah. <laughs> Triple D <laughs> uh, Alright well um, Well that is Is the is the best things in car news Right now uh, how about if we get to Some fan questions within the Diecast realm how's that sound guys Sure thing I asked the question <laughs> I don't know if you saw it Yeah, yeah I did see it but <laughs> But <laughs> I was about to to actually text Q back on it, but the only way in this mode, mode on, it's the only way for this mode on IG is if everyone sees it. And I was about to, you know, and I was about to, <laughs> um, to say something very vulgar <laughs> that I don't want us to say. But he, so, uh, and so from Daryl, no, no, don't. <laughs> can you? Okay, I won't say his screen name, but Daryl actually wrote into our Instagram asking, can you make my car? You might as well say my screen name. You screen grabbed my oh, okay, profile sure. so many times and like inserted the like, <laughs> pop-up images. And, and so Daryl... Just don't give me like random follow requests. I'm a private profile. Well, and so Daryl865 asks, can you make my car? Question mark. Now, Daryl, I have a question for you. Which car? <laughs> 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 Which car are you talking about, Daryl? You're going to have to be a little bit more specific, guy. The Raptor. Oh, okay. Okay, well, we already made that, so you're late. No, we haven't made it to what it's going to look like. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well... Next question. It's in, it's <laughs> Technically, we kind of did. It's in the process. Ooh. It's almost, it's like, I want to say 85% there. All teaser. See, yep. teaser. I gave everybody just a little bit of a hint yeah. of what's coming down the pipeline. Yeah. That's that marketing right there. Hmm. All right. Um, oh, this is kind of an interesting one because um, I don't know anything about this. Um, so from Jay from jw fanap he's asking and okay and so his question is this it says simple dot 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 scalpers flippers problem elp um and so i guess that that where he's from he says that he's from el paso he says that um that from where he's from they have a big problem with scalpers and flippers and he said that another toy company which we work pretty close with is taking action on it so I mean, so I don't know anything about that, but is scalping and flipping a big problem in the diecast industry? It's yeah, or within it's the just community? anything collectible. collecting. Yeah. yeah, 
anything collectible. Like you, you'll get guys who who want to buy product and then they'll just like, for example, our 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 Comic Con exclusives. Mm-hmm. Someone will come in, pick it up, and then an hour later we'll see it online for double the price. Mm. So that's that's a I don't know I don't know if that's called a flipper or a scalper, but I think it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I mean, think flipper. So. I don't know. Like in in the, in the house world, you buy a house, you fix it, and then sell it. That's flipping. Yeah, scalping is just you buy it, you, you resell it for a higher price, right? And not doing anything with it, hmm. like like move like, but Laker game tickets. Mm. You're not doing anything to the ticket. You're just buying it at one price and selling it for a higher price later on. Yeah. Okay. I see. Or you have like early access before the yeah. general public. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you buy up as much as you can so that, you know, there are a few quantities left. And yeah. then people have really have no choice but to go to you. Yeah. Right. Oh, so okay. we, we have no control over that when it comes to stuff that goes to the store level. But when it's stuff that we sell, like at, at like that are exclusive, like at Comic Con, yeah. we typically will try to do a, like, you have a max amount you can buy per person per day. So if you come over and you want to buy the whole lot, because you want to resell it for a higher price, no, you can't because we can only allow you to buy one per person per day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So okay. those are the kind of things we can do. But then when it comes to stuff that's already on the shelf, I don't know how we can it's police that. Tough. Yeah, it's tougher for us to manage that. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I didn't even know about that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, now, and it, it is a problem because. Like, well, one of the things that we do is that we don't put out a lot of, like, chase items. Because what will happen is you're going to get the people who are scalpers that will just want to buy the chase items or buy the items just for, for that. Ch- like, they'll buy a case just to get the chase item to resell that. So you're not getting people buying because there are actually collectors. They're, mm-hmm. they're buying just because they want to sell. Yeah, and now you go get, then you have like a bunch of stuff on the shelf, but they're only looking for that one item because they know that's going to be worth more. So everything else just sits because it's not the one that's everyone's going to be looking for, yeah. and that's the hard to get. I see. So if you if you take that out of the equation, now you just got the people who really like the product, genuinely like the product, and want to buy it, and now the product moves more like consistently. It's a nice healthy ecosystem. Yeah, I get you. Okay. Well, that answers homeboy's question. Um, what do we got next? Okay, um, from the Bensi Beto, however you say it. Um, is there a car that that you guys have always wanted to make, but somehow just weren't able to get it done? I got one. Hmm, go for it. RWB. Oh, yeah. <laughs> RWB I mean, Porsche. Porsche RWB. Porsche RWB. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that. There's licensing. There's Porsche, who typically doesn't like uh, replica car makers to do modified versions. It uh, kind of seems like like the German, well, like like the German companies, they all have a problem with yeah. with people taking yeah. their designs. Yeah, exactly. It's hmm. it's the same thing. You know, BMW is, was the same way. You know, they would only let us do the modified versions of of their factory modified. Um, cars for like so examples is HG Snitzner. Uh, they would do they would allow us to do that, but we couldn't do our own version of a modified BMW. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, RWB is perfect a perfect example because uh, we'd love to do it, um, but we just have a hard time getting it past Porsche. Right. 
I see. A lot of factors that go into that one. Yep. <clears throat> hmm. All right. Uh, are you guys ever going to reproduce another 350Z and 124 in a different style like body, like he said, style like body, like whatever? But yeah, so are we ever going to make another 350Z? So we right now we have uh, the 350Z with the body kit. Um, uh, rhymes with whale side. <laughs> oh. whale side <laughs> um but yeah no uh 350 z 370 z yeah it's it's it's, it's all there okay hmm. <laughs> we we're working a, on something yeah we have a z car in the works yep mm-hmm. hey what do you guys I guys mean, prefer more though though like i'm um, like just personally from 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 350 or 370 like like, what do you guys prefer more? Because I feel like like the differences are are so subtle, but they're sig- significant at the same time. So, what do you guys like more? We've talked about this with Jared a, yeah. little, a couple times, but um, me, I still like the three fifty Z better. Mm-hmm. Um, the the part that I really didn't like of the three seventy Z is how that how round that rear end is. I mean, I'm, I'm I like rear ends that are round, but. This oh. one didn't oh, do it for me. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're not the only one, Mike. <laughs> but yeah, this one it just I didn't think the the lines flowed as well as the 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 350Z did. Okay, I, I think it looked more aggressive, um, and uh, like yeah, I, I, it's it's kind of like you know the Audi TT. The early one was really bubbly, and then the newer version one. looked a little more sleek, a, a little bit, bit longer. Mm-hmm. It's like Nissan did that, but backwards. Mm. It was nice and sleek and long, and then they went more bubbly. Yeah, that's funny. Hmm. It's more sporty looking. Three fifty is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so I, I'd say three fifty. Okay. Hmm. Well, and I also like how big the headlight was. I don't like that little gash that they have in the headlights for the three seventies, like the boomerang style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a it's a little too too. I don't know what the word is, but it's just, it just, I don't know. It, it didn't flow with the car as well as the lines of the 350Z did. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, yeah. Um, well, one thing, thing I dislike on, on the 370, particularly on a rear end, I don't like that, that one sensor light, light that they have on a rear end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. I know a, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that. Mm. Yeah. There's, I, I just didn't, I don't think, yeah, a lot of the light redesign is, I, I don't really dig. Mm. Speaking of 370s, I got a problem with some. There we go. I just have to let this out, but I don't like 370Z drivers. <laughs> why? I don't know why, but everywhere I go, they rev bomb me. Really? And I'm like, I don't even have a real car, but why are you rev bombing me? You don't got to. You're not about to get it out of me, Brian. <laughs> Brian, Brian's trying to pull a. Brian's trying to pull a fast one on me. Maybe they're not like doing it as. Are these modified Z's or Maybe stock they're paying Z's? Respect. Modified. Like, what? It's respect. Respect. It's like, <laughs> yo, that's right, boy. This guy. Well, <laughs> with the new with the new California law, oh. maybe you don't have to worry about it anymore. 
Wait. I guess it's not even New California law. It's a. Uh, it's just the modified version yeah, of the law. It's like an updated uh, version of the California law. I so, guess. so how high is got ninety five decibels? It's pretty high. It's pretty high. So, so I, okay. So it's not like they're trying trying um to castrate you. It's no, it's, I, no I, but you know, um, we have a guy here who has a Harley, right? And you've seen it in the parking lot. Have you heard it? Yeah, it's loud as hell. That's one twenty. Okay, so 95 isn't that bad. But here's another thing. It's like, I, I don't know if you guys have heard of stock Jaguar F-Type. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those things are loud. Yeah. yeah, they sound really good. That's about 75. Yeah. See, so it's you got a, quite a bit. But here's the thing. The law or what it states is so broad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it's up to, it's so subjective and up to interpretation. Like your own interpretation of what you deem loud. It's mm. also up to the interpretation of the officer pulling you over, because That's they don't they don't yeah. own they don't have decibel readers on them. They're just like going, okay, that car That's sounds why, pretty darn loud. That's mm. why you have to go through like this whole process of, of like getting it certified, and you have like I don't know if it's a stamp or a sticker or something that says you're 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 good to go. Yeah. Like it's just a waste of time. I wonder if and, uh, you could buy your own. Dude, dude, a decibel reader, it's only like like 22 bucks. Yeah. Just buy one of those. It'd be like, look, officer, zoom, zoom, and I'm good. It's like, no, but what about on a cold start? <laughs> <laughs> but the, I'll turn off my car like, and we'll no, go to a donut shop and chill. The, I, think, I think the actual law is it has to be at like – at operating like yeah uh well, temperature, temperature mm-hmm. and, and, and like a certain distance away and so it has to be yeah and stuff, yeah rpm that. there you go mm. um so it does get specific as to like that but in terms of like the loudness of it like it's just it's just nothing but trouble like and a waste of time definitely which which the government is very good, good at doing which is why y'all's ass is shut down <laughs> Shoot, that's the only, but it's like, it's only California, though. Not even everywhere in California. I don't think LA County is adopting this. It's Orange County. Oh. So if you drive around Orange County, that's where it's really, really being enforced. Irvine just got hit. Irvine just got hit pretty hard. Uh, They had like an unofficial car meet. I think like (laughs) some like 56 people got written up or something. Gosh. Yeah. Even stock cars. See, and that's the thing. Like, it's just nothing but a waste of time because these are. some of these are stock cars, and now people have to go through well, the process no. of getting. Yeah, they, they, they have to go through all this whole thing. But I think the what's the actual problem here is are the people we've talked about before who ruined it for everyone else. It's the knuckleheads that have these loud exhausts that were like like burning out and doing all crazy, driving crazy after these car meets, and now it's on the radar of the police and everyone. And when it could have been done a lot more, like like. Whoever organized it, if they were able to let the cops know that we're doing, they're doing this beforehand, and not have all these stupid guys go out there and do these stupid things that make it worse for everyone else. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's just like uh, where was it uh, like there's this thing that we have out here called Cyclavia. It's like a, it's just a big mob of of bicycle riders that just go through the cities and just ride their bikes from one point A to point B or in a big old loop. And originally, it was just a bunch of bike riders that would bicycle riders that would just take over the streets and and cause traffic but they worked with the uh the city 
and were able to get the police involved. So they were now shut down the streets for them. And now they can do it legally without having to have any issues with the police. Mm -hmm. We could, you know, people who put these meets together could do the same thing. But they want to be YOLO. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Dumbasses. Sick of (laughs) y'all. Well, before I start to get more mad, I think that... (laughs) that that is a perfect point to end this podcast. Um, We actually uh, have something pretty cool planned for next week. We will have on a very special guest uh, who will be joining us in, in the studio. Is it more, more anticipation if I say their name or not? I think you can. I mean, it's, 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 we, we lock him down, right? He's for sure going to come. He's, he's for sure coming and if he doesn't i have to erase this episode (laughs) of youtube but um yeah so uh the number one mc in the car game the big mike he will be joining us in studio next week and uh we're looking forward to that and uh yeah so do you guys guys have anything else that you want to say before the end of this podcast um anything that comes to mind well i i think I think one thing that we got to start doing on our podcast, because, you know, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of new new people to come and listen is when we like reintroduce ourselves, make sure that we know who we are. Yeah, we definitely have to do that (laughs) and make sure that that it's not 30 minutes in. (laughs) And we got pretty, pretty okay at that for like a good handful of episodes. And then we just forgot again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because we just started talking. We just got right into it. But yeah, I think we got to introduce ourselves again. So I'm Mike. I'm the uh, vehicle design director for Jada Toys. Daryl, director of marketing for Jada Toys. And I am Jordan White. I am the senior marketing coordinator. I'm just kidding. I'm the the marketing. They have senior marketing coordinator? I just wanted to. That'd be to cool. sound fancy. Yeah. Shoot. You know. <laughs> Might as well be. Mm, yeah. Marketing coordinator Uber Extreme. There you go. The gluteus. Gluteus Maximus. Yeah, G-Max. gluteus G Max. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it way back. Roku. Fro- it's gonna be <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It'll be done pretty soon. It'll go. be done pretty soon. About about one year. One year in filmmaking. I think that's a better one. I like Froku better than Froku. <laughs> All right, guys. And so that's it for us. If you enjoyed this this podcast, please be sure to like and subscribe. Share it with a friend. And by the way, thank you. Uh, so we actually hit 2,000 subs on YouTube. Hey. We appreciate y'all. So uh, so I want 10,000 by New Year's. So <laughs> so let's, let's get on that. We got time. All right, guys. We will see you next week. We will oh, have a... Sp- we still oh. want a theme song. Oh, yeah, we need a theme song. Damn. Man, that was all the way from like episode seven, huh? Yeah, yeah. That was way back. Yo, I mean, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to put one together. I have something in mind. Oh, great. Oh, this, <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. This, my yeah. recorder out. All right. So, so a theme yeah, song, so but well, like a theme song. But then also, if anybody out there is a good programmer, if they can make an intro, as far as like, you know, with like letters forming and all that crap of the Jadacast podcast. Hey. I if won't you can pay do you for that, it. If you can do that, shoot me a DM. Jordan already shouted out my Instagram. I'll tell you his car. Oh. <laughs> kind of, damn. We'll talk, we'll talk about leverage. <laughs> well, yeah, so do that. So um, thank you very much, and we will see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>